This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for local poetry and discussion on Beyond Rhyme. To Beyond Rhyme. This show is a poetry show where we share poetry with each other and discuss the poetry that's been read. And today we welcome back Johnny. Johnny was one of the pioneers of the show uh, some time ago and he's come back to read his poetry. Um, how is everybody today? Really good. Yeah, yeah. Kia ora. Alan? Yeah. Thanks for a nice introduction. I'm happy mm. to be here. We're very happy to have you back, John. It's great. Always great. I, um, I have been writing some poetry. Whereabouts uh, do you write? Do you write it? You wouldn't have a good space at home to write. I suppose you have to go on holiday to write, do you? Or? <laughs> that would be nice to be on a wee cottage on the hill. Yes, <laughs> yes. A single malt on a rocking chair. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, but no, that just... Um, I think I've said it before. It just, it just comes when it comes. And so... Um, Mm-hmm. I have been writing on my phone quite a bit, which uh, is a bit of a problem. How do you find that writing on your phone? Oh, well, it's it, it's it doesn't flow as well because yep. I can only uh, use the thumbs and maybe yep. a finger. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope you've kept all your other poetry that you've written over the years. No, since... I've burnt it. I've burnt it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I write it and burn it. Anyway, <laughs> I, I said that I was going to write a book, which hasn't happened. But um, yeah, I'm just a procrastinator. Photos paint words, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should take photography up. You do. (laughs) You already do. (laughs) Right, Johnny's renowned for his social commentary, so we're going to start off with a poem. There's an interesting climate out there at the moment in New Zealand and around the world, so without the chaos of Omicron on its own, we also have people arguing the fact against... Everything. Everything. And... um, Johnny's the type of guy that would write about that, so we'll go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Alan. I I haven't I haven't um, purposely um, sat down and did anything like this, but it did just come a couple of days ago. I think it just comes from the frustration, or it could be um, me not just turning off the coverage and um, taking a detox for a bit. But this one's called Wellington Lions. They used to come in wagons and shackles, stripped from their families, arriving to the theatre of hate to plead their case to the emperor's rulers. With hope to change and open minds and believe in their truth and a god. But nobody had time for another one. They just wanted to see a lion eat a Christian on a hot, dusty evening. Now they freely drive with family and dogs in tow to plead and perform on the steps for the streaming platform. Filled with hate, they plaster death threats and falsehoods kindled from their blue screen hued echo chambers onto banners for the world's approval. They pushed the children forward into the high-vis gladiators while life below their feet dies and cries in the mud. Their imported gods of truth fill their heads but their hearts, but in their hearts they know they're wrong. This conflict causes them to spit hatred at the state. And all I want to see is a hungry lion wandering free. Oh. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, there's Bad. a few fluoro jackets around. <laughs> I um, I, lo- I love the idea of the, the hungry lion and uh, the yeah, that's that's very very interesting image. Mm. Well, and it's sort of taken, you know, as it, the first half refers to as the as the Romans and the, it's sort of like a Colosseum, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's um, popularity contest back then and things should you live and die or, you know, bring out the lions and things and it's that sort of primal atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere. Mm. Do you think we revert to primal stuff the more stressed we're under or the more agitated we are? Yeah, that's a good question, Ellen. Um, I, I think we're always primal beasts. Yes. And, and then when... Uh, when things happen, good or bad, um, that, that's our innate wiring. But If New Zealand ran out of food, we'd all turn pretty primal, I think, pretty quick. We would never run out of food. Oh, that's nice Fonterra. to hear. We've, We've got, got Fonterra. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, it's just a bit of, like I said, it's a bit of frustration, and I, and I hadn't seen stuff streaming, you know, just the camera there and things, mm. and you just go, ah. Oh. Mm. Mm. Turn it off. Live yes. your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very interesting. So my second one mm-hmm. is a bit more um, sedate. This is called <laughs> Tree. There is a tree standing on the bank of a mountainous lake. Its bark has a mixture of smooth bits and rough edges. 500 years ago, it was a smooth seed dropped from some height. Through the mycelium and moss, it grew with standing weather and settlers. Now it stands over me with arms outstretched 30 metres above. It holds epiphytes, moss and lichen and me, cradling us all in the breeze to enjoy what we see. Wow. Ah. So what does the tree represent? Um, it represents a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that, is, that represents, it is a tree. And um, I like I like uh, trees. I like large, Beautiful. old, native trees. It's hard to believe that the whole of Banks Peninsula once was forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, you go to places uh, like uh, Rickerton Bush or down to Talbot Forest. Talbot Gerald. Forest, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, they have the uh, Kakahatea trees. Yes. And um, they're roosting sites for... Um, uh, small tail bats. Sounds like a hidden secret to me. It's just up the back. If you go to Geraldine, don't just stop at Verde, the cafe. Um, take some time and go well about two blocks into the hill. And there's yeah, it's a nice walk track. It's a dock yeah. um, piece of land, and it's great. What's the name of the forest again? Uh, Talbot Forest. Yeah. Mm. So it's just right up the back of the mm. main main part of town. And uh, and then if you're keen, go into the, you know, the Peel Forest and things. It's just great stands of uh, yeah. native bush around it. And you go in and you, and you wrap your arms around these big trees. And you're just going, Jesus, you've seen a few pandemics, a, mm. few, pro- a few protests yes. and things, haven't <laughs> yes. you? Know, but still they're just here. And it's true that the rings, not that we want to cut down a tree, but the rings represent a year of growth. That's what I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you go, um, yeah, you go into Peel Forest. There's some walks there. Peel um, Forest, yeah, yeah. Um, and the roots are, you know, they're gnarly along the ground. You know, a labyrinth. A labyrinth, yes. Yeah. But they also sort of cradle. You know, yeah. You, you get in there and you can go. We discussed them. this over the phone once, Johnny, when we were talking. 
Back in the days when we used to talk to each other. <laughs> no, I was just having on. Um, well, if you got vaccinated, Alan, it wouldn't have this problem. Yes. <laughs> but w- when you write your poetry, do you write um, what you really think or what you think the audience should be hearing? Oh, what? yeah. Um, well, as, as when, when we first started the show, it was just, yep, this is my poetry, I let's read it. But yeah, as as we went through the show, I started getting more uh, conscious of, oh, is that gonna fly? Is that gonna offend? Um, but yeah, I the best way to write poetry is just to write it honestly and, and what's coming out. Um, and and even when you go back and rewrite, re critique it and correct it and try and make it flow, um, I don't. Now I'm sort of going, okay, that's that's taken away that first initial creative mm. process mm. and that's putting a too logical mm. um, lens on it. And so mm. a lot of the time I'm just going, actually, no, I wrote it like that first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to it's gonna stay like that. Um, some things we can't cut it off, can we? Yes, some things we really need to keep because they are the, the core of the idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and in that moment when you're writing it, um, you you have that core idea and it's that thread going through and then you come back to it in a couple of weeks and you go, Oh shit, what was I actually even gonna <laughs> what was I going here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and sometimes in the longer poems I, I lose that thread and and then try and bring it back. I mean I'm a bit like that Wellington Lions, it was like ah you know, echo chambers, you know, hatred, rah, rah. Mm. and you go, oh, well, I need to bring it back to the initial um, reference to the Lions, um, and it just so happens Wellington Lions rugby team and things. Oh, of and course, good. And yes. There's, and there's Lions um, sitting at Parliament and, and things, and <laughs> so um, so that worked quite well, but um, quite often I'll go through and I'll sort of forget my, forget my thread. Don't read my poems. I'm not I'm, read that I'm one. admiring just That's when dog, you said that friend. when you said that um, the <laughs> the process of writing on a phone kind of doesn't work. I can see why because just your writing, your handwriting, there's a lot of rhythm in it, you know. So I can see why you know the the process of writing on a paper would be more enjoyable. Yeah, it's really nice handwriting. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that uh, two things there. Uh, you can thank my standard two uh, teacher, Mr. Hogan, down in mm. Riverton, because we used to be out playing uh, Bull Rush. And every morning he would go, Jonathan, come in, redo this. And as you can, I think uh, the listeners can probably guess, she's been very, um, very, uh, look at that. It's a mess. Actually, but the thing is, when, it, when you're writing, when you're writing on the paper, you can feel it yeah. coming, yeah, yeah. or just just when it's you know just mm-hmm. as as the pen's moving mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on the on the screen. No, no, the process t- is is hidden, isn't it? Yeah. And that's fully fully revealed. Yeah, nice. I think if if you want to look at that one, Camille. Um, yeah. That one's. Can uh, I take a photo of that? And that one's a bit of a mess. That was the first draft. Yeah. It was first called Fascists on the Field, but let's oh. take, <laughs> let's tame it down to Wellington Lions. So, <laughs> and I just had to rewrite it because I can't read that. So no. some of them you can't read. Okay. Um, Doesn't yeah. it show you though that you can have a break from writing and you can reconnect with it down the track? Yeah. After and, a few months or a few weeks. 
That's mm-hmm. right. And if I ever got to my cottage with my single molten rocking chair, <laughs> that would be the thing. You, you, once you put pen to paper, you're writing and you're going, this is nothing's, this is just a waste of time. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. I should go out in the garden. I've got mm-hmm. other things to do. But then, yes. then an idea comes mm-hmm. and then it just flows and you just go, mm-hmm. shit, where'd that come from? Oh, okay. Yeah. You just have to be, I think you just have, it helps quieten the mind. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. know, some other writers will be able to explain it. Before we take a music break, Mm. uh, I'd like to acknowledge Johnny's poetry and also Scorpio Books for their support of this program. It's amazing what they've done and it's amazing what they achieve as a bookshop. Now they've got a children's bookshop and they're 120 Hereford Street. Great bookshop. Great bookshop. So what sort of music have we got, Johnny? It's your idea to have the music today. Oh, that's right, yes. We do have uh, music. Uh, let's go to LAB, a nice summary um, classic called In the Air. Take it away, we'll be back soon.
Welcome back to the Beyond Rhyme, where we don't do any crime. <laughs> That's what you think. Well, yeah. That's what you think. That's what I say. But um, this one is a bit different. This one is called... Uh, what is it called? Everybody knows, except me. Everybody knows it. You can't see it. You feel it stabbing you in the back. A twisting in your gut on waking in the sack while the world is black. Years have gone by and you're not sure if you cry. But the bit that ma still makes you sick is the lie they keep because they think you're thick. Deflection doesn't cover your tracks. Smiling won't smooth the cracks. A shake of the head, your denial just fills me with dread. Until the truth tumbles out in a late night screaming boozy bout. And all this time I was watching for his glances, not her silent sliding advances. Guess they were right. I am a fool, feeling like a tool. Ah, so you're part of the machine. I yeah, I'm part of the other poem rhyming machine. Yes. Jeez, that was that was an effort. I like <laughs> I like the waking up and everything was black. Well, I can't remember the exact words he used, but it was it was quite quite a good description of what it's like sometimes when you got a lot on your plate and you wake up at night mm. and the yeah. room is black and you feel a bit down yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah I mean it's just about um, infidelity and and not knowing and not having that confirmed and and thinking one thing and then it's mm. then it's another mm. do you think it's hard with computers and stuff around these days to know what the truth is yes <laughs> definitely yeah um, <laughs> and uh, the the about the amount of concentration that takes to dive in and check facts and all that is um, we, we're losing that ability to mm -hmm. sort of. But anyway, that one um, that one probably written a while ago, and it's sort of like, uh, am I? Everyone else knows, you know, you get that feeling. What am I missing here? Yes, you know. Mm -hmm. And are my friends being truthful? You know. Um, and then completely but that wrong. could apply to so many situations as well yeah yeah not just that one mm. 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 so um, but anyway my last one uh, for this evening is uh, Valentine did you do anything for Valentine I said I didn't believe in it which is really cruel but it's an American thing I didn't I don't <laughs> Well, you kind of did, though. You went to you went. Oh, you did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. True, oh, good true. on you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a Valentine thing, Saint Valentine? Yes. It's an American thing. No, well, I think it originated as a religious um, celebration oh, for no. Saint Valentine, of course. Yes, right. of course. Okay. Well, anyway, if you write poems, then you're obligated to write a poem on Valentines. Don't forget right. that, Ella. Okay. <laughs> There's a stream that flows Over it an autumnal tree grows With warm rays dappling the light It's a postcard sight Two strangers passing meet Exchange pleasantries in their greet Her striking form in the sun Casts a spell over him just for fun Hands are held under the tree As they confess their love for thee As the leaves drop in winter's storm and the river runs into a torrent forlorn. Their warm hearts beat as one, as if they are still standing on the sun. All said and done, he can't believe he was her chosen one. 
her grace and charm and lusciousness will forever make him fizz. Through the seasons into years, I love we can still call each other theirs. Wow. That's so beautiful. So you have a tenderness about you, Johnny. There is, yeah. yeah. Johnny just showed all his sides today. Yes, he's shown all his sides, yes. Well, thank you. What a privilege. Yeah, it was. Coming coming back. Yeah. But... um, that was that was rhyming again. No, I, I just like the, so I like the warmth you've created. Yes, the, the beautiful sort of warmth, loving warmth. Yeah, yeah. Nice. it was Thank a it was a classic. You know, it was a classic, but you know, really, really beautifully. Who yeah. was the um, right Ben we had with the romantic poems? Ooh, Sonnets. He wanted to write a hundred. Oh, ben, oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. He writes songs. Oh, he his songs are very, yes. very immaculate. Like he really works on on the, the structure, on the syllables, everything. Yeah. I heard that you meant to write poems to your loved one on Valentine's Day. Keep it simple, not not spend a whole lot of money, but make it wholesome. Mm. Yeah, don't spend money on your loved ones on <laughs> Valentine's Day. That is correct. That is that is what uh, Saint Valentine said. <laughs> Whenever he existed. So that was written not so long ago, Johnny. Not so long ago, on a and piece of paper you? in a quiet room on the night before. <laughs> yes. And did she like it? Yes, she did. Good. She did. Um, Good. It's probably not the most um, lovey-dovey Valentine oh. written, but as um, as a parent said to me, said, "Oh well, we've got kids at." Um, Intermediate. Who who believes in Valentine's when you got kids? You can beat you can beat me up if you like, Johnny. But but you did play rugby, so we can't expect too much. No, no, you can't. (laughs) I'm not bad for a rugby player. (laughs) That's that's right. Yeah, that's why. That's why I quit. I had that conflict. (laughs) Ah, I see. So, um, let's go to another song. It's by Aidan Fine, Day by Day. He's a, I think he's American, South African, living in New Zealand. Okay. Part of a cool collective. And it's a bit of hip-hop. Nice. And uh, we, in this part of the show, thank you so much for being here, Johnny. That was fantastic. Well, yeah, it's a it pleasure. Any time. really great. It's and great to see you still writing, yes, Johnny. Yes, and uh, more than ever, apparently, you know, and he's exploring all these this different sides of him. And so. I didn't see your controversial poem as controversial at all. You were no. just describing from a point of view what you thought was happening. Mm. Well, that's, that's what most people on the steps of uh, Parliament right now are probably saying. Yeah. Their point of view, um, so everyone's allowed to their point of view, and everyone. But when it stops, um, I'm allowed to have my freedom to choose as well. Mm. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I used to say viewing, but then I realised that's an impossibility with the radio. <laughs> so, as we lead into the next part of show with art and culture, and take it away. Cool. Does anything matter? Is anything better than hearing no laughter? We finish no chatter. I done been around when nobody made a sound. It's a whole new feeling like you trying to write it down. But the words lack meaning. It's okay. 
tomorrow is another day and god told me what's your reason why you feeling bleeding don't i make the grass green in the right season and don't i make the birds fly when the air needs them and don't you see the flowers of the field still grow life ain't food and the body ain't clothes but you fast and you ask what to eat just believe i will see what you need when you need capiche i'm just trying to be myself in this mad life i don't got to see or tell of my past life only now i am proud of my sound and the world that i'm going in fitting in my origin flowing in and knowing there's always in the going in who done wrote better knows better flows better but that's okay and i know i won't always be happy you always got to pay to play and if my coins run out we take it day by day Beyond Rhyme for March 2022. So this year that has been full of surprises in New Zealand and all over the world, right? Everybody? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we have a surprise in our show as well. And um, as Ellen always says in the intro, we are a poetry show and will always be a poetry show. But what we learned, you know, in our in our time, you know, listening to all the poets and all the, the their works and their uh, stories, is that um, w- there was a very uh, strong force in behind their writing process, and we've been pointed in the end, and we found it was creativity. You know, yes. creativity was this really great force that drove their works, and probably help them to create the most remarkable pieces, right? And um, exploring this creativity topic, we decided to to bring to the show people that have remarkable works or careers in a creative field. And tonight we have two very special guests that have helped probably hundreds of people I believe, right, ladies? That would be right. Probably, yeah. yes. Yeah, hundreds of people in their creative journeys, including mine. I'm very lucky that I had them guiding me in my creative journey. And they, they are here to talk a little bit about their own creative journeys and how that, you know, they, they cooperate, not 
perhaps or how they manage that creative practice alongside their teaching practice and the many other things that they do. They're so amazing. So we have here today Wendy Clark and Deborah Marshall. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Yes. Yeah, so I briefly introduced you guys. Yeah, would you like to introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about your own um, creative journey or how everything started for you? Yeah? You go first. I'm go- okay. <laughs> Kia ora, I'm Deborah Marshall. Um, I came to creativity late, later in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, always wanted to be a photographer mm-hmm. and didn't back myself as a young person to be able to achieve that goal so went traveling mm-hmm. saw a bit of the world came as we do us new zealanders go it's a bit more difficult at the moment to yeah. do that <laughs> unfortunately i was lucky that i could um and when i came home i decided to do social work mm-hmm. and studied at uc for five years and then um worked in social work for a wee bit and then started teaching here at ARA mm-hmm. which was CPIT then mm-hmm. But what year was that Deborah? Oh teacher, oh, it would have been around 2003 probably okay. wow. so, ha- wow. yes, so I was um, teaching there and then I thought oh gosh before I'm 80 in my rocking chair I better go and do something <laughs> about the photography <laughs> <laughs> and so a friend um, Kerry Fiteri, she said, you've got to go and do this. So mm-hmm. I, en- I enrolled here once my um, youngest of my four children started school. So I <coughs> um, went to do the two different diplomas in photography that were offered at CPIT then. And Wendy <laughs> was one of my tutors. No way. So, yeah. so Wendy, <laughs> has guided, <laughs> Wendy has guided the Your creative us, journey as well. The two of us. Come Goodness. On. Yeah. And um, weirdly... When I finished, I because I had taught in social work and a photography tutor left, mm-hmm. I became a photography tutor. <laughs> so, um, serendipitous. So yeah, yeah, it was serendipitous. And um, have in terms of my creative practice, it is difficult when you're working and you've got a family to fit creative practice mm-hmm. into your um, into your life mm-hmm. as well as with teaching. We find that we do a lot of hours that aren't in the classroom and not necessarily in the office either we're often planning and doing things at home in our own time so there's a balance there mm-hmm. um, and so w- later on I think we're going to talk about the project that mm-hmm. um, Wendy and I have the, the publication in um, uh, New Zealand which was my way which we can talk about a bit later of actually forcing some creativity mm-hmm. so forcing that creative process on myself channeling that mm. yeah 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 and Wendy uh, so I come from Scotland although I'm married to a Kiwi and um, I briefly I start I started my journey doing um, fine art and at Glasgow School of Art um, and then moved into photography um, from there because um, I was really interested in just different ways it's just for me it's just a, a tool mm. and um, I actually really enjoy all kinds of creativity. Sometimes I feel like see something new and then I dive over to that and try <laughs> that because I get very quickly and easily excited by new ideas. And um, 
Typical creative. Typical. Uh, which actually is means that I'm in the right place. So as, yes. as a teacher, there's constantly new um, things happening all the time, seeing students come in with new ideas. It's, it's actually really great for us, not just for the students. Um, we learn things from what people are doing, get inspired by the energy mm-hmm. that um, new students bring in each year. Um, so um, my own practice moved through from painting to photography and, and almost went back. So now um, I've got a bit more of a combined photography and um, painting. Um, and actually I'm beginning to move into sort of sculptural elements wow. within the photography as well. So, um, you know, I, I really find this new ways to ex- expand and explore mm-hmm. all the thoughts that go in your head and everything's changing just now. You know, we're yes. all wearing masks and somehow you want to be able to express how that actually makes you feel. Yes. And um, being able to, to, to draw, paint, photograph um, or sculpt mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some of those ideas is a really awesome way of being able to communicate. And, and that's, that's just the way that I operate, I suppose. Uh, oh. And yeah, we, we're very privileged to be able to, to work with students um, through, oh, I don't know, crikey past 30 years I suppose arg is it that long goodness <laughs> wow but uh, yeah yes you you would have seen so many changes you know in trends in photography and all the the evolution perhaps the transition as well from analog to absolutely digital <laughs> and now the the new era of cell phones that you know Deborah explored in her series that I didn't mention in the beginning but these two ladies here are their works, their collaborative work is featured at the latest Art New Zealand magazine, the summer edition of the Art New Zealand magazine that Deborah actually purchased from Scorpio Books. That's is right. that right, Deborah? Yes, I did. I rang yeah. them and said, Have you got that magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Can you please put aside two for me? Oh, yeah. And um and we then picked them up. Yeah. Yes, so that's great. Pop into Scorpio <coughs> Books and see they might still have some editions of the Art New Zealand magazine featuring this work by Deborah. It's a photography, photographic series that is beautifully guided and enlightened by Wendy's article. And yeah, so one thing that I wanted to ask you guys, so how, how do you think that where you come from Deborah, you're originally from Christchurch. Yeah, that's yes. right. And uh, Wendy from from the UK. So, how do you think that where you come from influenced, you know, or like informs your practice, you know, and yeah, does it at all, you know, since you've been living here for so long? Yeah, I think it always does. And in fact, yeah. for me, it very much does so because I'm I, I love New Zealand and I'm very much part of it and, and married to a Kiwi. Um, but my roots are elsewhere mm-hmm. and um, I think a lot of that comes through in, in the kind of work that I do and mm-hmm. that, that there is you're very much part of um, enjoying things but yet there's a slight there's always a slight disconnect because your roots are, are elsewhere yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes which is not a bad thing I think it's it adds to um, how you think and how you react because you've learned stuff from elsewhere mm-hmm. and then you can see things sometimes in a new place that, that perhaps people who have been here forever don't actually appreciate. Absolutely. Um, 
so yeah that that marriage works really well for me and and I think it improves my capability to to come up with new thoughts and new ideas mm. can you tell us just just getting a little hook on that can you tell us something that you think you have seen as a person from overseas that you think that people from over here take for granted or didn't notice or something like that that's putting me on the spot isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i can share one um yeah i, I, I don't know if it, i suppose from i love um the the scenery which I, i don't think people entirely take for granted but the fact mm-hmm. that i can go out my door and walk up the hills or walk around the bay is just so precious mm. um Absolutely. and the space as well um, is something and those people are thinking oh houses are getting smaller come on <laughs> you know, i've seen very small houses in in the uk um but space is very precious here mm-hmm. and um that i think that gives you a chance to just go up into the hills and say oh i can really commune with um with nature with my god with what whatever um aspect that you feel that's sort of outside of you mm-hmm. um there's i think there's much more room for it in new nice. zealand yes and what about you deborah i as you said before i'm from here from ototahi and but as a child and as an adult spent a lot of time the school holidays up in kaikaura and 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 Wendy when um we spoke to each other we had a little conversation about what she was going to write so that she could pull out some of the significant aspects that impact on my creative um process or my thinking um Kaikoura and my and growing up there and or you know in the school holidays really impacted on the way I look at the world so I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time looking down Actually, I spent a lot of time looking down to see if I could find coins as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go down to the dairy um, and under things, and yes, and so down at the rock pools, um, we you we could run wild. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even now I think, oh my gosh, you know, we're down at the waterfront, and um, there's big waves and getting wet. We could have no parents. Oh no! My parents, well, you know, you were just sort of let loose, <laughs> roaming over the over um of the farm and round the front of the peninsula, and so that's another the, very Kiwi thing to being able to do that. It yes. is actually, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and the things that I I had, I've got this thing about say, dead things, <laughs> which Camilla will go. Yes, I know that. Um, so I used to be fascinated by the way things decompose, and and oh, yes. on and on the farm and around um, the front of the um, peninsula when you were walking around the rocks there, mm-hmm. you'd see dead seals and things, and I'd you'd see them in different various stages of decomposing, and I'd always was fascinated from by that as well. Um, so. Looking down and looking at things, mm-hmm. and take and considering what's happening, where you don't normally look, mm-hmm. things quite often pass you by because you're often, you know, looking ahead of you. Yes. Or and to see where you're going. Yes. So sometimes I have, you know, crashed into a old power pole while I've been oh. <laughs> looking down <laughs> something, walking along, looking um. down. <laughs> looking down. That was actually the. Original title of your first series. That's right. right? It yeah. started off as 365 days looking down, yes. where I I forced myself every day to 
photograph with my cell phone. Yes. Handy. It's handy. It's right there. Um, something that I saw on the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, usually it was something that would make me think, well, what is, you know, does what does this actually look like? Mm-hmm. And it, I'd be thinking something and I'd show it to someone and they'd, think, they'd say, oh, that looks like this. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't see that. So I also suddenly realised that pe- people, we all see things in different ways. Mm. We all have a very different way of seeing. Absolutely. And some of that is to do with the way we're brought up. Yes. And also yes. what we see as we grow, then we can transfer that into the other things that we might see and make mm-hmm. sense of the world. Okay. So that's kind of where and looking that down, started. Yeah, and looking down led you to the series that is now featured at the Art New Zealand. That's, that's right. right. And yes. we're going to talk about this after the music break that um, we're going to delight you guys with Dig It by the Beatles. Take it away. Like a rolling stone Like a rolling Welcome back to Beyond Rhyme. I hope you guys enjoyed the music break. And uh, we have here Wendy and Deborah back. And they're going to talk a little bit about their series that was published at the Art New Zealand magazine. So tell us, ladies, how was it? How did the, this collaborative work um, happen? Well, uh, it happened during lockdown last year, actually. So mm. I'd... Um, I follow uh, New Zealand on Instagram. Uh-huh. So this is a um, positive of social media, I yes. feel. Mm. Um, where Don Abbott messaged me through Instagram and said, oh, we'd like to f- put your work <gasps> in our magazine. And initially I oh thought, oh, this is funny. This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh and then gosh. I looked and I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Who is he? Is he the editor? Yeah. Of the- oh, wow. Hope that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I and and during conversation, I rang him and we talked, and he said, "You need to find someone to um, do the writing for you, the essay." Yeah. And I thought immediately, I thought I'd really like Wendy to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we worked together. We worked really well together, mm-hmm. and to do a collaboration with Wendy was like something very special. Mm-hmm. So I sort of had to. Not bullier, but we during that <laughs> because it was during lockda- lockdown, and because we had so much work to do in mm. terms of trying to put teaching on, it was a hugely stressful time mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. and pull it all together. And we had mm-hmm. a very short turnaround time. I think it was like two weeks or t- maybe? it felt like two hours, but no, oh my <laughs> yeah. it definitely yeah. wasn't. It was long, longer than that. Oh, now you know the pressure, don't you? Mm. Now you know. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> like, and um, and so, and they chose. They actually initially we were t- able to choose. John had said, oh, "I want you to choose some with colour," mm-hmm. but then they actually sent through five 
images saying that these are actually the ones that we want. Mm-hmm. So we looked at them and we're like, yep, that's good. But there's two that are really similar. We spent Winter. ages with all of these pictures on the floor. We, yeah. we did, saying, didn't we? Oh, we were like these together. Oh, but this one's better together. And then, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to leave that one out. Um, we, we both had really... A lot of the time we had very similar ideas about which ones we really liked but mm-hmm. it was that we did work together to sort of try and think which ones actually stood out which I think is better because sometimes you get too close to your own work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is quite nice to have someone else to just bounce those ideas around Absolutely. you do get quite critical of your own work yes. and wonder why people enjoy it Yeah. Um, so in the end I actually sent seven we had a conversation and we thought why don't we pick two other ones Two others to say, look, these two of the tree, the other tree images um, are very similar. So I sent, I've sent you another two so you could swap one out. And they printed all of them. Wow. So that was like was flicking through going, wow, they're wow. all here. <laughs> so oh, that, was, that was really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, they look amazing on a page. You know, that size just really, really enhances all the details. And we get to see, you know, like printed what previously we'll only be able to see like tiny on a cell phone screen yeah. Yeah. and yeah it's great it's a I, great I, experience if your listeners haven't looked at um, Art New Zealand they really should it's a, it's a really well put together magazine mm-hmm. which is a beautiful quality it's not just um, a thin floppy one it's got you know real tactile yes. and it's um, very well printed and, yeah. and the um, printing that came up we were really pleased with the way it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's what we wanted really isn't yeah. it yeah what, which it's makes a difference, you know. Bu- it does. It does, really does make a difference. Pieces. The texture, you know, we we think it doesn't, but it changes the experience completely. Yes. And we forget that everything used to be printed. Yeah. As well, but now we, you know, everything's digital. Well, not mm-hmm. everything, but you know, most of the st- our students um, might print once or twice, you know, in the first year for a, a particular um, project that they do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the work that we look at is digital, and there's something magical about actually printing your own work. Yes. And then seeing it somewhere. It um, really is. It's surprising when you start thinking about how much you use your camera, but you don't always take them out yeah. I saw an, um, an advert once and it was like walking by a computer and things and there was little voices going let me out let me out <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it's true you keep all your, all your pictures inside and sometimes you really need to take some out yes. and put them up on the wall yeah. and um, yes. that's when the they love. become a fact you know they become reality before that you know it's in the virtual world and I think that's some sort of process that happens that it becomes more real once it's out it's tactile you know mm-hmm. rather than just in your imagination or in a megabyte place storage you know what I mean and also yeah. you have control of exactly how it looks then mm. you know what kind of paper you want to have yes. it on what kind of size it all has a huge impact on them um, and how you respond mm. to to a piece so it, yeah it's nice to take, take it out but but Hmm. Having said that, you know, the digital world allows us a huge audience. Yes. Um, and that's not something that we should sniff at because no. lots of people that would never see if you just printed it that's um, right. can become part of that, yeah, that journey, which is fabulous. I think the marriage you know, of both, you know, using Instagram as a platform, you know, mm. reaches people like it makes magic happen. Like what Deborah just yes. described, it would have been so exciting to get that message from a publisher that 
saw that series and say there's something special here mm. there is something something special here this woman has been looking down and finding things that no one else you know had the courage or the perhaps the 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 eye to mm. notice and that's what's so so cool about that series i was a big fan of the <laughs> 365 looking down i think i actually mentioned one of my projects you know that i wanted to feature something of debra's looking down on my work cuz I, i thought i thought it was great it seems um like something that everybody could do but not really but you not know, everybody you, does <laughs> yeah so exactly exactly but And no one has the courage or the background you know like what she's describing there that series is a reflection of her own personal story as well you know Absolutely. of the looking down And I guess one of the things that we say to students as well when um we're teaching them is that we could take them all to one place and we could say photograph mm. this. Yeah. And the images that we would get back would be so completely different. Mm. Yes. And again it goes to back to the way they see, compose, what yeah, they include, yeah. what they don't include. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of my son's friends um he was when he was studying at school, one of our old students um Michelle was his teacher and he was like She used my work when she was teaching them <laughs> and and he told me he said I just couldn't do it. <laughs> It's a lot harder than it looks. Um that's funny. But mm. and the thing with those images as well is that they're transient. They just disappear. Mm. So you yes. can't you and like anything you don't get that Twice. same thing back again. No, you don't. Um so and they all most of them have some form of meaning like the fir- the one on the first page which <laughs> goes with the writing Wendy was with me oh, when nice. I took that one and in fact yeah. we even tried I even tried to get It's her good. in it <laughs> <laughs> not terribly successful the um the working the the orange sign oh the the cover one yeah, yeah the, the cover. one featured on oh, I see yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice so yeah, I've often. been with um Deborah a lot while she's looking down and taking <laughs> or you're walking along she go oh hold on a minute don't and, bump and, into uh, the, that lane post <laughs> you, yeah. you kind of have to put a sort of traffic light going ding ding so sort of watch out where she's walking um <laughs> so which was made it such a pleasure to actually be able to write I mean I, I mm-hmm. do enjoy writing but it it was like oh okay um I got to think about actually how I'm going to to talk about the work which I've seen develop um for over a year or so mm-hmm. um but it was it was really lovely to be able to to work together and just put into words the things that probably are in your head all the time and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't so Um, get the right yeah get yeah. the right phrases to to um say exactly what it is that you want to say so yeah it was it was very enjoyable so mm. Mm. Alan. Again. Alan I was just wondering if from my perspective if you could give a definition of uh on the one hand you've got things like <laughs> photojournalism which might depict a soldier with a wounded soldier on his shoulders or something in a war zone or whether that's art or whether different photography methods are closer to what you'd call art than what you'd call just current events or that's mm, a really huge a question <laughs> and of course it, it depends who you ask what answer you're going to get um mm. uh, for me i think art is um is something that then moves you whether it moves you um in in a good way emotionally or else it um makes you think and perhaps um is confrontational yes. um so i think if you see a, um something and it doesn't really do anything other than you're flicking through or it tells you this would be a really nice 
um, bracelet to buy, uh, that that works in a different category category altogether. And that um, really art has to, to change how we we think um, mm. and make us stop and think as yes, well. Yes, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. And any final comments tonight, ladies? No, just thank you. No, no, for having us. Yeah. yeah, it's been great. It's been great to collaborate in lots of different ways, and it's great to to share little bits of journeys. Yes, and um, looking forward to hearing other people's journeys. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. I hope that the listeners enjoyed it, and uh, go out there and look for the Art New Zealand magazine. Thank you so much for listening tonight, and we'll see you next month. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Alan. See you see later. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye.